Unbecoming of Age, the podcast. A cautionary tale. Listen to what they say, then do the opposite. Your hosts, Colin Flynn and John M. Craig. Thanks for joining us. You are locked into episode 127, Unbecoming of Age, the podcast. We are two people that have never met in real life, but nonetheless, we started a podcast. My name is Colin Flynn, and I live in Iowa, and my co-host is... John M. Craig, right here. What's up, Colin? Hanging. Just hanging. It, it's been a minute. It's been a minute. I think the last time we did this was... I think it was... What was it? September 2004, maybe? Is that right? <laughs> yeah. It's been a while. Just... <laughs> Oh, man, we've been doing this a long time. We were right at the beginning, man. We shouldn't have taken a break after that first episode. Yeah, we jumped you know? in and then... Uh, we jumped, we jumped in the deep end of the pool. Where This is the future... Ah, fuck it. Fuck it. Yeah, this is nothing. This is stupid. It's not let's a radio just, gig. Let's just stop doing this. You said it's been a minute uh, when, when you said that. I cringed a little bit because I just got back from a, a long road trip and listened to a lot of radio. And the reason I cringed is because... NPR has a uh, has a show now called It's Been a Minute. Yes, yes. It's been on for a while. Oh, yeah, and it just it, it irritates the fuck out of me for some The reason. show does? Yes, I, I'm not a fan of that show. I try. Uh, I've, I've only heard, like, highlights of it. Like, I've heard, like, clips of it and the It's Been a Minute people. Yeah, I, I guess I, that phrase it, it, it itself uh, is one of those ones that I was kind of on the fence about a little bit. It's been a minute. I, you know, it's kind of a catchy little thing, you know, where you say, okay, it's it's the ambiguity of the whole thing and the, the, the irony of the, of the statement. Uh, and I, I get that. And I was I was trying to decide if I liked it or not. And then I heard this this show, and it's I just, uh, the, the, I don't know. <laughs> You know, I was listening, uh, you know, I listened to uh, the NPR One app, uh, and it just, you know, it'll be a cycle of the news stories, you know, up first and all these things, and it's like, I'm Lakshmi Singh, you know, and like, there's all the, you know. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and then they'd start with the news stuff, and then, anyway, they uh, they have, sometimes they'll play podcasts, right, and they'll cycle through, and sometimes they'll just, like, shove them down your throat, like, it's just there, and then you actually have to actively, like, skip it. Um, and one of those is Invisibilia. Now, I loved Invisibilia the first season. Absolutely. I thought it was fantastic. Now, I was in a different headspace at the time. I was way deep inside my head. You know, uh, my recent divorce, separation, divorce, relationship, in, on and on. You know, so I, and I, it's, it's really about these things that you can't see that are in your brain. That's sort of like these really subtle things about people and things. And it's an interesting. I, I like it. I like the reporting. A lot of people make this show. A lot of people involved. And uh, at the end of it, they will do a clip and they do our moment of non-zen. Okay. Now, that comes from The Daily Show with Jon Stewart. Daily Show with Jon Stewart. I don't know if Trevor Noah does it. At the end of the show, it would be like your moment of zen, and then they show a bizarre clip of, like, let's say Alex Jones saying, like, you know, I'm kind of a retard, you know, like, right, and they'll just play that. And obviously, your moment of zen, it's an over-the-top sarcastic thing. And it really bothers me that they have a moment of non-zen because there, it's the same thing. And I get it. You like Jon Stewart. You like that show. It aligns with you. I just don't think it's really original. And it's like the whole point of it was it was sarcastic in the first place. So it, moment of, it was nonsense. They just said it's our moment. You know what I mean? It's the same thing. It's been a minute. That means it's been a while. It's only one minute. Oh, it's been a minute. And uh, yeah. So um, yeah, I I don't 
I was going to say, I don't use that phrase, except I just did to open the show. You, you so did. You I did. It? Yeah, but I did it. Yeah. It was like, I know what it means. Yeah. I'll be that yeah. guy. I'll be that guy. Just I'll be, I don't care. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Even saying, I'll be that guy or don't be that guy. Or, you know what? I'm the man. Don't be the man. Oh, he's the man. No, you're not the man. No one's, there is a man. You are a man. You may be a man. Now, I'm not sure. They, you, me, us, them, we. Shut up. Singular shut up, pronouns. Non-binary fuck. Just shut up. <laughs> this is, I, I'm, I'm a cisgender man, and I'm not sure how I identify. I didn't see the movie Lady Bird. Did you see Lady Bird? I did, yes. I enjoyed it. I matched with a woman on a dating app, and um, she is. Uh, she may be next level artsy like like i like like she herself is a living piece of art kind of deal you know <laughs> like there's one where she's painting a shirtless guy's body into the background of a painting right like and it's kind of yeah. cool actually yeah. but at the same yeah. time it's like yeah yeah like kind of like nose rings the colored hair dark lipstick like it is wow like you if central casting would would you know kind of track it but i'm not but she said that she uses ladybird pronouns what does that mean do you know <sighs> I don't remember. I, I, <laughs> you I don't remember. remember? It's been a long time. Since I, I saw it right. Yeah. I actually saw that at the theater, and so I, I you know, I remember yeah, the yeah. I, I don't the remember. Movie, but yeah, I'm not sure what the what the lady lady ladybird uh, pronouns were. I, I can't tell you. you know, no, I'll have to Google it. But I feel like if, if you're going to put something on, maybe that, that tells me that maybe I shouldn't be with this person if I have uh, to Google things that they've said. You know, when you said it, when you when you started describing her, it was it was immediately I was cast back to this this last week when I was in in New Orleans because you just described uh, the 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 uh, the essence of, of New Orleanians. It seems like you know everybody's flying their freak flag to the point almost in New Orleans to where uh, there is no freak flag because everybody's got one, so it would be redundant if if you right right. It's yeah. it's so it's so over the top that it yeah. circles back around to you're now you're not special. Yeah, exactly. There's yeah. nothing. Yeah. And when we when you get there, I, I okay. So you know, I've been several times. Uh, I've talked about it on the show. You, you come into New Orleans. Generally, you're coming in. There's there's a raised uh, freeway somewhere that you're coming into. Uh, uh, no matter which direction, it seems like you're coming. The, the freeways are all up in the air, probably because of hurricanes and floods and things like that. They've learned to put everything, you know, everything's up. And then so you, it's like you drop into like uh, this this different world. It's like you're you're coming in. And I happen to drive in. Uh, it was like a 15 fucking hour drive to get there which I actually enjoyed the drive uh, uh, even though it was that long but I, I was starting to get uh, I was I was sort of seeing things a little bit and after I, I had drove the whole way actually the whole 15 hours I just we we didn't change off drivers I was just in a zone and I decided after we started to get uh, south of Memphis I thought I'm getting close now. I want to do the whole thing. I want to say that I drove from Iowa all the way to uh, New Orleans, Louisiana and so, as I'm as I'm getting there, okay, and okay, before you get to New Orleans, coming from Iowa, you got to drive across uh, the, this you know, elevated roadway that goes over a big long area of swamps, and you go near the edge of the uh, Lake Pontchartrain, and there's some other big lake out there, and and you can see the the swamp houses. There's people that live out on the swamps, and there's like, and even in the dark, you can see some of that stuff, and it's just I, I get kind of a I get kind of a creepy feeling going over that bridge anyway. For some reason, it's just I, the idea that if you ever 
were broke down there and there just all these alligators and and, and cajuns and whatnots uh, underneath the, the the bridge there that you would have to somehow i don't know it was just it was kind of freaking me out but we we, we get into into the into town and and i'm ready just to get there and you drop in off the freeway and you come down the big ramp and the first thought i have always when i hit new orleans and i, I didn't even think about this until i got down to that first light at the bottom of the at the bottom of the ramp and then i looked around and i went holy fuck what are we doing here this is crazy it's like it's like a like a, a moment of remorse it's like you know i this this was maybe this was a mistake maybe maybe we should just turn around and get the fuck out of here because this place is pretty fucking weird it's there's a lot of there's a lot of uh there's a lot of underbelly in in new orleans <laughs> <laughs> and they and they usually yeah. find that underbelly and they and they barbecue it they they cook it they do they you know put some cajun spices on it uh or something but uh man i'll tell you I, I yeah it's it's a different kind of twisted kind of dark yeah very very much so yeah. and, and and then yeah. as you look around and you realize that uh you, you got to kind of as you start looking at people you got to you got to sort of rationalize it out in your head a little bit you got to say okay if you think about what's going on here it's primarily you know you've got tourism you've got a lot of restaurants there's casinos there's a lot of that kind of stuff so you have a lot of service people you've got a lot of people that are working to help others have a good time and typically those people are um, cut from a different cloth and they're they're um, they don't make as much money as the people that are that are visiting say from say as an example and they've got to live somewhere and uh, some of those places are are, are pretty avant-garde I guess to say the least and so yeah and this neighborhood we stayed in was uh, the, the uh, we're in the bywater and, and bywater all the all the houses are five feet apart from each other they're all the shotgun type stuff or variations you know there's lots of different uh, types of shotgun houses there's I, I learned a new term there's the there's there's the um, there's the shotgun with the camel back. If if there's a if there's a, a like a second story on some of them towards the back, they call that a camel back. And uh, mm-hmm. yeah, so there's all these places and so in these neighborhoods and uh, everything's very close together. Everything's uh, it's just different than what what I'm used to. And I think most most you, 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 there's nowhere else in the world, nowhere else in the United States, nowhere else in the world that, that looks anything at all like like New, New Orleans or feels like it. When you were there, did you did you rent a, an Airbnb, like a house through Airbnb yeah, or VRBIO yeah. or something like that? Yeah, yeah, it was yeah. A little shotgun shacks through sort of thing, and uh, it, it was yeah. In a, in the did you use your car much, or did you primarily did you go into the French Quarter? Like, did, were you able to walk into the French Quarter? We did all of these. Uh, we we the first day we ended up walking about ten miles. Did a, did a lot of walking. Mm, and, nice. And and uh, we also um, we did. Um, uh, we did a little bit of uh, okay, so we we did a little bit of uh, of Uber and Lyft. Uh, we we got a credit at the the place that we were were staying. She had a little card there. There was a Lyft credit uh, that was available, a, a code. And so we used some Lyft stuff. Um, I heard a lady. Uh, there was there's a little bar down the street, and, and maybe you can confirm or, or deny this because I know you've you've uh, dr- drove for Lyft uh, a lot. Um, but there's this little. Uh, when I say a bar down the street, I mean literally two doors down from where we we were staying, the house that we we're in. Mm-hmm. Um, there is a tiny little little bar that's in this little pub, little tavern that's in this uh, building that looks it looks like a house when you go by it. Right. Except it's got a little yep. bigger little bigger awning, and you go into mm-hmm. the place and it's a little L shaped room that's got maybe if it's capacity, I would guess if they're fire marshal code, if there is such thing in New Orleans, might be. 30 people or something it's a really tiny place 
but we get in there and uh, we sit down and, and start you just kind of trying to take in the the, the the vibe the atmosphere trying to figure out you know what this place is all about and uh, this woman walks in and she uh, is obviously a local and she stands there and she's she, she's uh, she looks kind of pissed off and, and uh, you could just tell, I didn't know her but I could tell there was something wrong and she was sta- standing there and I kind of got out of her way and I said oh I'm sorry I said uh, I said um, something about um, you look upset uh, and and she said she said there's goddamn lift drivers around here she goes I'm, I'm so mad she goes I I, I, I just got out of uh, this car and the guy he he was gonna give me a, a rating that she wasn't satisfied with I don't know what that was but and how they even got into this conversation I guess it got to do she said I was waiting for the guy down the down the block and he said he was where he was supposed to be and I was where I was supposed to be but he wasn't there and uh, he was right. gonna, and he was gonna charge me for not being there and being at the wrong mm-hmm. place, and she says, right. and she says these goddamn Lyft drivers are coming in from all over the country on spring break, trying to make money in New Orleans, and they don't even know where the fuck they're at, and mm-hmm. and, and and they're they're trying to tell you that you're not where you're supposed to be, and she's, she's okay. <laughs> right, and she, yeah, she so she's mad, and uh, I was like, oh, I was I wasn't aware that the you know, that that was possible. I thought that they had to be within a certain you know if you didn't live there, you couldn't drive for Lyft. Well, I think that it depends on depends on the regulations in the state, and you may be allowed to in reg, in like nearby states. Like you could be from parts of Texas and maybe drive in New Orleans. I'm not sure because when you think about it, the demand in New Orleans is high. Yes, you know, and so let's just say for whatever reason, uh, New Orleans um, or Louisiana has a hundred thousand registered Lyft drivers. Let's just as a number, that doesn't mean a hundred thousand are in. New Orleans at any given time or on duty because nobody's making them do the job. You know, I'm sure that Lyft and Uber have the metrics of roughly how many vehicles are on the road on average in particular times, particularly during Mardi Gras. And you weren't there from Mardi Gras. You were post-Mardi Gras, right? But nonetheless, there is higher demand. There's more people. So it's possible. Like for a while, I was able to drive. I was able to pick up in Philadelphia, but now they changed that, right? So I live in New Jersey. So I, I, I don't know. I think it varies from state to state. Probably depends on the regulation for the state and or cities. Um, and then, you know, Uber and Lyft handle that, you know. But, okay. And with that story that uh, you're referring to, she and the Lyft driver um, not being in the same place is, you see, the thing that gets me about that is that you both have a smartphone that is essentially a, a computer. Yes. You are able to contact one another. When you contact them through the app, you're not calling their real number. It's a virtual reroute, you know, routed phone number. Sure. You can call them. And when they're like, you're not where you're supposed to be. Well, I'm not where, well, I am where the app tells me to be. So it comes down to communication, right? Where are you? And if you don't tell me where you are, then I don't know. Because if, if, if a Lyft driver is really close and I don't have anything, I'm like, okay, well, this is the pickup that I put in. It's showing me on the map here. I don't know what it's showing on your map. And you tell me where you are, and I'll tell you where I am. If it's quicker for me to walk to you, I will walk to you. But let's do this and do this expeditiously, right? Yes. We've already wasted time. Now he's angry. She's angry. Now, so again, so she's angry about things that have maybe have nothing to do with that guy. Right, yes. that guy may be a local. He may have been born and raised there, fifth generation. He was a cab driver. She doesn't fucking know that, but it doesn't matter. 
So, like most things, it's bullshit. It's like, it's just poor communication. And quite frankly, the job sucks and it's got burnout written all over it. And it's yeah. like, uh, and, and that's the other thing is that there are a lot of things that passengers don't know about it. And then there are things about drivers where they're in their head and they dealt with, you know, and down there, you're dealing with how many drunk people all the time. I mean, yeah. now, did you end up getting the Uber or Lyft driver that has karaoke in his car? I, I did not. We we had okay. a, a variety yeah. of, of people. Uh, two or three of them, oddly, uh, I thought w- were um, wanted to talk about their film career, which uh, was uh, mm-hmm. I wasn't expecting this in New Orleans. But uh, the, the mm-hmm. first guy was started to tell me how he had gone to school in in uh, in uh, in Los Angeles, and he was a uh, he was telling me that he worked in the film industry, and he was working on the film industry in New Orleans, um, and so he he had that whole story. That's actually a lot of talk about about the, the, the film industry and we saw a little bit of, uh-huh. of, of stuff going on there was there was a, a fake parade that went by that they were filming uh, for something mm-hmm. i'm not sure what that was all about but um <laughs> after that didn't even seem necessary there so aren't there so uh, many things just a bunch of for those freaks like having their own parade yeah 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 um and well the lady with the with the with the lift problem she right at right after she um she got done complaining but to me she looked over at the bartender and she said kenny she goes kenny why are all these people in here and because the place was pretty, you know, pretty jumping, and uh, you know, it was a small, small place, and somebody was probably sitting on her stool, I would guess. And and uh, he looked at her, and he goes, "I don't know," and and she just turned around, spun, she turned on her heel, and walked out. She's obviously an angry, angry woman. So. <laughs> we are sick of your money. Yes, Stop yes. spending your money here. We're sick yeah. of commerce. Yeah. So she Fuck left, and, and, and then I started talking to Kenny, and Kenny right away, uh, he one of the first things out of his mouth was, uh, he he was he was shook his head. He goes, "Ah, she's she's, she's mad." And, he said, uh, he said something about. Um, he goes. He had just gotten gotten. He had taken over. A sh- the, the, there was another bartender, and we walked in there. A woman, and he had taken over for her. And he said, he goes, yeah. He goes, I, I don't know why everybody's here. He goes, I just got back from a um, from a uh, tryout for a, for a, for a film. And I go, really? And because he, he was this big, he reminded me of my neighbor across the street, the guy I've talked about, the the, the Scott, the the overweight, mm-hmm. overweight beer, the the, the home brewer guy, the, the home brewer. Yeah, guy. yeah. He, he reminded me a lot of Scott, and so he was telling me he he had a uh, he had a call for. Uh, he was he was trying to get uh, some some sort of uh, I don't know what the role would have been I have no idea probably something but anyway, I said well what 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 was it what was that what was that for and he said um, Jay and Silent Bob they're doing the second uh, Jay and Silent Bob in New Orleans and uh, so he, he huh. a, and I said how'd it go and he goes ah not good not good and then he <laughs> went, went down the went well. down the, so you know helped somebody else but uh, no we right. didn't get the karaoke person a lot of uh, a lot of the uh, Uber slash Lyft people seem to be uh, similar to like when you're in you know, bigger Los Angeles, I suppose, or New York, where everybody wants to talk about their other career, uh, <laughs> which is funny. Well, there are, New Orleans has, you know, you know, you've got a lot of production in New York. You've got a lot of, you know, fair amount of production in L.A. Of course, uh, Atlanta has a lot. Vancouver and uh, the other one is uh, definitely New Orleans has it. You know, like this, uh, this Motley Crue book, The Dirt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is is now a Netflix series. I mean, not a series. It's a Netflix um, movie. And right. uh, you remember my ex, my ex girlfriend, uh, Irene. She a year ago she lived in New Orleans for about four months. Okay, and she's uh, an aspiring actress, and she still goes on auditions and does her thing. When she was down there, she played uh, she played an extra. She was a, a background, um, you know, actor. In, in a scene that took place, I believe, in a strip club. Now, she didn't play a stripper. I think she played, like, a cocktail waitress. Now, I, I did not watch the entire movie, but I scanned through that thing, 
and the number the number of people and i think she did more than one day i couldn't see her you know i didn't watch the whole movie i mean i really it was it was tough i heard the books a lot better you know it's definitely an intriguing story you know because it was just any any band that was that successful at any point throughout time you know is going to have great stories. They travel all over the world. They usually make a lot of money, a lot of debauchery, you know, especially, yeah. you know, young young guys from L.A. with long hair in that time. You know, they're just laying pipe. That's a bad expression, laying pipe. They're having a, a lot of, they're having a lot of sexual intercourse with all kinds of young ladies, and it's crazy what these guys do. They're throwing things out of hotels. They're lighting curtains on fire. They're snorting ants. You know, literally ants. Ozzy Osbourne. That's a story about Ozzy Osbourne. He yeah. actually literally like did a line of ants. ants. I, I'd heard yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like, I don't know if it's true. I think, I think but it was, uh, yeah. but the the funny thing is, is that at the end of the movie they show clips of like the actual moment and you're like the movie is so bad compared to the actual moment like like there's something about that like you know uh, you know low resolution vhs of this moment of like crazy shit you know that's like that not that they should have done that in the movie i mean you know i even to a certain degree even though milos foreman directed um men on the moon i kind of like the real stuff better because a lot of it existed on tape for andy kaufman you know, as good as the film was, but I, I'm coming from a different perspective because I was, I knew that stuff. I was a fan of it. Same thing with, uh, you know, Motley Crue. I was a fan of Motley Crue in high school, you know, when I was, uh, when Shout Out the Devil came out, when their yeah. second album came out. I like that. Um, my, favorite, my favorite workout song of all time is, uh, is uh, Kickstart My Heart, which, you know, a lot of people probably do the same thing. Oh, you know, my, my favorite workout song is, uh, well, it's, it's one of three. It's The Prodigy. The guy that just died from the prodigy, um, Firestarter, you know, um, smack my bitch up. Any one of those three songs, you know. I don't know how many beats per minute, but I'm like, fuck yes, <laughs> yeah, I yeah. love it. Speaking yeah. of which, I, I made the mistake. Uh, I used to, you know, used to go to like I used to go to the gym and I was going to work out. I, there was this place that I went. I was living in Dallas, Texas at the time. There was this gym uh, uh, that I used to go to, and um, I think it was called Generals. Anyway, I'm trying to remember what those places were called. They were all over Dallas. Anyway, um, I, I would go to this place and they had this little, uh, little, um, you know, snack bar place where you could go to to get your your they had they had sports drinks and stuff like that there when you walked in and so i used to get this stuff and i'm sure it's illegal now i don't know what the hell was in it but there was this little can of of uh, liquid vroom or some i don't know what the hell it was called but it was like it, it was seriously like taking speed it was it was like methamphetamine in a fucking can and i'd take that and stick on my you know, sony walkman cassette deck thing on my belt and walk in and, and start listening to you know skydive naked from an aeroplane you know all that stuff and uh, it was it was great it was like ah my heart feels like it's going to explode and this stuff is awesome it's like you know you, you can walk in and buy a can of speed for and it's legal and uh, anyway so uh, i i have not consumed a sports drink uh in in a long long time i've stayed clear mm-hmm. of all of that stuff but on the way down there and i thought i was buying something different i seriously did um i saw this can of a product called uh bang b-a-n-g i think is what it is <laughs> of course it was yeah, yeah, which should have been a 
a, a uh, yeah, should have been the, the first clue, but uh, it looked benign. And I saw something on, on the, uh, the, the, the label about creatine and I still should have known, uh, you know, to avoid this. But um, I, I, I grabbed actually two cans of it because we're, I, you know, I had this big drive that we're in the middle of at this, uh, at this convenience store. And uh, so I drank the first one and I'm, I'm feeling great. It's, it's just, uh, I'm driving and it's, it's awesome. And uh, I realized after about two hours, I'm starting to crash and so I drank I, I did I just anyway I got addicted to these things and, and I actually after I got home I went I've gone once already after returning home I went uh, down locally and found it at the grocery store and there's about 37 flavors of this stuff uh, I, it must be it's probably a coca-cola thing or something I don't know but it's did it, uh, did it taste good oh man it was awesome and uh, really yes I think that I think they taste great but uh, I was just uh, it's it's got a lot of it's got a lot Bang. of Thing, huh yeah there's a lot of stuff in there that's that's uh, oh, not really good for you. we need another energy drink it's yeah. like having a podcast you know what <laughs> fuck <laughs> us you're drinking an energy drink we have a podcast every podcast <laughs> should have an energy drink uh-huh. na- named after it because yeah yeah anyway. <laughs> let's turn our let's let's turn our podcast into an energy drink company we'll just review energy drinks uh, i'll just i'm becoming of age it's for it'll be for octogenarians Yes, Red Bull. No, that's out. We're we're we've moved on to uh, bang. Hold on, bang energy drink. Hold on. Yeah, so are you looking it up? It's I'm uh, looking it up right now. I wanted to find out whether it's ick. Lots of flavors. I would, lots I of would flavors. not buy that can. I'm looking at it right now. Which colored can? There's lots of colored cans. They, 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 There's they, different colored cans. There's one with blue and pink. VPX Vital Pharmaceuticals. Mm. The vitamin shop. Oh. Yes, that's VPX be Bang. Yeah, that's got to be good. Cotton candy. Ooh, they got cotton candy. Twenty five ninety nine. That must be a case. I thought about the cotton candy, I, but uh, that sounded a little too too syrupy. But uh, it was it was. I, and it was driving along. <laughs> we we're talking about the radio yeah. thing. We we're talking about the radio uh-huh. thing, uh, and I'm, I'm listening to this stuff, and I'm trying to find a radio station, and then. Maybe that's why the NPR thing pissed me off. They're, you know, like, it's been a minute. Like, shut up. Yeah. I'm, I'm speeding. You know, I'm, uh-huh. I'm, yeah, I'm definitely, I'm hopped up. Yeah. I'm, I'm on amphetamine, so I'm trying to find something. And when you get down into parts of, of the, like, you get you got to drive to get from Iowa to New Orleans. You've got to go through Mississippi from north to south the, the long way. You, you know, you got to go, you, that's part of the part of the trip. So as we were driving down through that area, and I'm trying to, I'm scanning, scanning. It's country, 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 and I'm not finding radio, but as I was landing on the and I think I've noticed a trend here possibly I think uh, I'm starting to think Donald Trump's going to win I'm sorry uh, to, to say that but I'm thinking maybe he's he's going to win the next election the reason I say that is because well the the Mueller thing is turning out to be nothing but um, we'll, we'll find out more but it sounds like that's that's uh, uh, yeah a non-event looking like but so anyway um, as I'm scanning I'm hearing these radio stations and I, I've, I've grabbed a couple of them that uh, were talk stations and what was weird about it was usually on talk radio you know they've got hosts that are generally uh, there are a lot of white guys and a lot of you know there's a lot of conservative radio more probably than you know the Rush Limbaugh types and and that kind of stuff than, than maybe um, you're going to hear uh, you know a lot of variety in the hosts
diverse, I guess, uh, put it that way, a lot of uh, diversity. There's not a lot of diversity. But what I noticed was uh, ran into a couple of hosts that were uh, black gentlemen, black men. There was a guy named Kim Wade, W-A-D-E, Kim Wade, uh, on a station. I think it was W-Y-A-B, and the capital of, of Mississippi is Jackson, Mississippi. So a good-sized market. Uh, the, I don't know if that's the biggest market in Mississippi or not, but it's certainly a very important place for somebody to be uh, in a, um, a drive-time kind of uh, radio situation. So this guy, Kim Wade, this, this, uh, this black dude, who's um, he's a conservative, which was weird. He was a black conservative guy, and his job, basically, uh, his uh, function, he thought, was to berate um, black people uh, mostly for the way that they're living. For way that, and, he, and he kept using the, the phrase, um, he was saying, you know, y'all expect to be black for a living. Y'all, y'all expect to be black for a living, and, and he was going through all these different things that are wrong with society and wrong with black society, and, you know, the kind of stuff that uh, if it were a... Uh, um, if it were a um, dogs are barking, I apologize. But um, if uh, mm-hmm. you know, if a white guy would have said that, uh, he, he, they well, well, here's the thing. You know who you know who love came Wade. Who? White conservatives, exactly. white guy conservatives, they love him. You know, people, especially Trump supporters, they love that guy. Yes. And you know what they love doing? They love posting on Facebook and social media when that guy says that what they want to say. Love it. They love it. When exactly. the take a knee thing, whatever this guy said about Colin Kaepernick and take a knee, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna guess that he did not have anything positive to say about the NFL, but particularly. That guy about Kaep- Kaepernick and the whole taking anything. I bet oh, you, sure it's his brand. It's yes. his whole thing. I don't know what the guy really believes. He may believe in personal responsibility, and I'm telling you, there's a lot of that shit that he may be saying things that are right and true, and white people too. But when it just comes down to racism, and that's what it is, it's just like there are valid points. But how you say them make a difference, not just because of the color of your skin, but particularly because of the color of skin or your background, who you are. You know, there's a lot. There's so much. I I don't. I I struggle with all of this. Yes. Um, so and you know what I mean. So yeah. But anyway, so this guy, yeah, well, he's it just, it just going off. Me, yeah, he's going off, and it, and it makes me wonder. Uh, okay, who? Okay, who? Are there actually black conservatives in the South that are feeling like this voice needs to be, you know, need to be somebody needs to be saying what he's saying? Uh, there might be some, but somebody's hiring this guy. Somebody's. Uh, and the, and the, I heard another one that I do. I don't remember the other guy's name, but um, on another station. So there's there's a trend. In the South, that's going on right now. At least, uh, it sounds like to me uh, somewhat that um, they're hire they're trying to hire people like this guy to uh, to uh, you know giving them a couple hours on the on the mic and on these big talk radio stations, and um, that is uh, mm-hmm. it's different. It's uh, it's different than what, it, what it, the last trip through. I didn't hear any of that. So that's what I'm saying. Might have, might have been. Actually, uh, Colin, I don't know if I told you this, but, uh, you know, I've been working a lot. I just finished NYPD Blue. You know, I did uh, 14 days on the NYPD Blue uh, uh, reboot pilot, you know. Right. Um, I start tomorrow on a new job, and I uh, this is getting really tough for me to, like, squeeze in time. I'm exhausted all the time, and I don't know if I mentioned this to you. We haven't met in real life. I'm thinking about replacing myself okay. with a, a black guy. Uh, he, but he, he's gay. He's definitely gay. He loves to suck cock. I'm kind of how we met. And he uh, he's a conservative, though. He's a conservative. This guy's fascinating. I'm telling you, you and this guy are really going to make waves, and I think that finally the numbers are going to be stupid. And uh, he can still go by John Craig. It doesn't care you know uh, i don't care what it is you know uh really deep voice somewhat effeminate and um yeah he i don't i don't even know his real name really we didn't (laughs) 
was, would, it was in yeah a bathroom in asbury park um okay. we met right. yeah it was my daughter's dance competition you know i um, i got into the bathroom whatever and there's uh i don't know it was it was glorious um and there was a hole and it was fantastic but uh, yeah john craig uh you won't know much of a difference so moving forward yeah, black, he, gay, conservative will be your co-host. But he'll still be John Craig. He'll still be in his ex-wife's house. Yeah. All right. Well, if he's if he's su- <laughs> just if a he's, note. If, he, if he's southern and uh, that that sounds good. If he's got some, I hope <laughs> he's a southern hoping, Baptist. Uh-huh. I'm hoping he's got some recipes he can share on the show. If he can tell us, you know, because when I when I okay, so people may use the term a lot of you know they say I feel bloated in the south. They would say I feel bloated, y'all. Uh, you know, and the idea and when you say I feel bloated, a lot of times you're talking about. Um, uh, like you've eaten too much i feel bloated but you're not really heavy like you've swallowed too much air somehow as you were you were eating this food you feel bloated um but i know for sure because i weighed myself when i got back um i am not just bloated uh i have not swallowed air i am i'm i i ate red beans and rice i had uh yeah i had barbecue i had uh, jambalaya you had fried foods you had uh you didn't eat well Yes. Well, no. I, I mean, you ate well. You, I mean, you ate well, but you didn't. It wasn't healthy uh, offerings. I, if 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 the new John M. Craig uh, can give me a new uh, a recipe for cheese grits, that uh, I had this guy. Um, he, vegan grits. Uh, he's a real vegan. He loves vegan okay. sausage. That's his favorite. Uh, vegan sausage. Big, yeah. juicy vegan sausage. And I, yeah. So um, uh, no, I. Uh, uh, but I had a, cheesy I had a, grits. Cheesy grits. I had a bowl of, of this, this, these grits that uh, they were called uh, at this place called junk grits is what they called them. So uh, the, the grits had uh, they had a smoked Gouda cheese with the, with the grits themselves. And then um, there was um, a little bit of chopped onion on there. But there was also uh, they had um, pulled pork, barbecued pulled pork on top of these cheese grits. And, uh, oh, man, I got to tell you, that whole thing was so good. It was just uh, and that's what people eat for breakfast in New Orleans. I'm like, well, at least. The, I don't know, the ones that are dying early, I guess. But, uh, yeah, gumbo and, ooh, man, all that stuff. Etouffee. We brought home. We, we, we stopped at this place. Uh, okay, so I had a uh, – I talked to a guy. He was actually from Brooklyn. He was actually – I had uh, – he had been a chef at some place in Brooklyn, and uh, he he was at we we had we, there was a little microbrewery uh, off Frenchman Street, which is uh, near the French Quarter, and uh, this place called Brew Carré, this tiny little tiny little microbrew place, and we decided to pull into there and stop and see what was going on. There was a couple in there; they had about a about a year old baby uh, that they were with, and, and the guy had a big. Uh, a big pit bull that was with him and the pit bull was a sweetheart she was really nice and she was trying to be friends so she just kept turning around trying to and, uh, he had her on a leash but she was trying to turn around and and get me to pet her and so i, I was and then i started talking to him found out the pet, pit bull's name was ruthie and she had a big pink collar on and a, a, a head like a like a big catfish this was a big big old pit bull i started talking to him anyway he told me he had come down from from brooklyn uh about 10 years ago uh, he got a, a a gig at a um at a uh, restaurant there, and he he told me the name of the restaurant, and uh, he said oh, it, was, it was pretty good. And you know, he was kind of trying to downplay it. And as I was talking to him, uh, I get my phone out, and I was going to try to go to his restaurant. I thought, well, all right, we'll do, we'll go check it out. And so I I uh, Google the restaurant, and I found out there's uh, the I don't think it was him, but the 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 two, uh, the two chefs that started the restaurant uh, that he that he worked at uh, were uh, James Beard Award winners, and so this place is 
pretty 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 big deal and mm-hmm. uh, you know there's although when i google the james beard award thing in new orleans there's maybe a, a dozen places in town that where they there's you know emerald lagasse as an example has got a restaurant right down the street from this place where he was at and uh, so we we uh, stopped it at uh, his place and and when we got there um, he, he you know, say it was good. We, we did the lunch thing, and I had a, a shrimp etouffee thing there that was amazing. And uh, it, the waiter there, as we talked to the waiter there, he gave us a recommendation uh, to go to this barbecue place later. So we ended up going to uh, a barbecue place later based on his recommendation. And then when we were at the barbecue place, we started talking to uh, somebody that worked there, and she was telling us these other places. That's how we did the whole trip. We, we just one we talked to somebody at the restaurant or wherever we were at. And they would tell us, okay, have you tried this? Have you gone there? Have you done this? And um, none of it was really French Quarter related, that kind of stuff. And we just ended up, we were in the French Quarter, don't get me wrong. We did, we did that uh, walkthrough mm-hmm. type stuff, but bounced around. I have no idea how I started telling that, but there's some sort of relationship to what you had just said. And then I completely forgot what what Cheesy grits. You wanted a recipe grits. for cheese grits or something. I don't know. You wanted to eat this way right, more than once. You wanted to continue. I, I, yeah, kept some of this stuff. That. That's yes. So I, I didn't get a recipe from anybody there. But oh, I know what it was. The guy. Okay, thank you for pulling me back to that. So the guy, mm-hmm. the, the guy that was that was the um, that was the the chef uh, from from Brooklyn. He told us. He said uh, that there's a place in town. If you want to buy, we brought back a bunch of food, uh, a bunch of groceries. Uh, so uh, he said, if you want to grab on the way out of town, if you want to get fresh, uh, fresh, you know, Gulf shrimp or or fish or whatever. There's this uh, place that's called the Hong Kong Market in Algiers, which is uh, across the bridge south of uh, across the Mississippi River, so just on the south side of, of New Orleans. And so he said, go over to Algiers and go to this Hong Kong Market. And I was expecting a small place. We get over there and this is a giant market. Uh, you thought you were in Hong Kong. It was so big. It was so big and there were so many people. They were, yeah, they were, yep. but it was. There were a lot of people, uh, all ethnicities, all, you know. Um, and uh, it was it was a crazy place. So we get back there and there's a, this big uh, fish, uh, fish counter back there that is like um probably like 200 yards long this fish counter every kind of fish you can imagine uh asian guys back there chopping up shit for you if you if you like wanted to get like a there was a woman that was standing beside me and she had picked out a full uh salmon this big salmon it was probably i don't know 10 or 12 pound salmon that she picked out and then the asian guy gets it for her and chops the head off and takes it all apart and cuts it into salmon steaks for her it was a cool place but anyway we bought a bunch of shrimp there a bunch of these huge uh huge shrimp shrimp uh golf just just caught uh fresh caught golf shrimp brought back four pounds of that and a bunch of other stuff out of this uh the hong kong market so i'm going to be able to continue with some some shrimp and etouffee and some of that stuff for a while i gotta learn how to gotta learn how to make decent roux y'all so if i can get <laughs> how much weight did you gain uh, <laughs> did you check uh, I'm a little heavy, a little heavier than I was. I'm usually in the uh, yeah, okay. Okay, so last uh, uh, last fallish, I was down in the one one fifty five range. That's nuts! You fucking that is crazy. That is skinny as fuck. Yeah, you know, I don't know. I don't. You're five eleven, right? It was, you know, it was it was fit five one fifty five is fit for me, and then uh, so I. That's I, ridiculous. I crawled. Dude, if, I, I crawled my way over the winter slowly into the sixties, and now I'm just all about popping just a little over one seventy right now, which is. Uh, I got a little, it, it, fat around the middle. I got some fat around listen, the middle. Yeah. I'm five seven. If I weighed one fifty five, people would think I had AIDS. 
they would say, you look fit. Unless unless I lost the weight and then bulked up and it was muscle, then they would just think, you're like, are you gay now? I don't know. Either way, they would think, <laughs> this is the new John Craig. Hi, how are you? Hey, John uh, Craig. Fuck. What do you put in your gumbo? Do you have uh, yeah. what's the Trump? What's the Trump uh, slogan for 2020? I heard it the other day. It was nuts. Oh no no no! It, I heard someone was a 2020 Trump campaign. It was whatever it was, unless it was a joke that someone made. It was nuts. Trump campaign. Why did I hear about this? Right. I, I try to avoid. Yeah, I yeah you try to avoid Trump, but I, I, I I'm not sure. I've, I see a lot of crazy stuff on on Twitter as far as and you you don't know whether it's real or or somebody's making shit up. And then you know, oh, I'm on his I'm on his website. Hold on, join President Trump in Grand Rapids, Michigan. Trump Pence, uh, he's saluting someone. Promises made, promises kept. Shop now. They have they have a brown, a, a person of color wearing the Make America Great hat. Oh, sure. There, he's got tattoos. Uh, he's a veteran. That's smart. Very smart. Kim Wade is um, his name. He's from Jackson, Mississippi. That's right. <laughs> they hired him, put him in place. It's, it's definitely not. It's not new. John Craig. He's too. Uh, too gay anyway all right well i don't know what it is i heard it it's not important um i don't want to talk about yeah so i don't know i'm thinking with this uh, okay so yeah with this Mueller thing that's uh been semi uh semi oh yeah how many uh the the 22 months was that right 20 months it they've wrapped it up and now the democrats nancy pelosi and everyone want they want it to be trans they want to be public, right? Yeah, well, they were hoping that there would be indictments, and it looks like there's going to mm-hmm. be n- no new indictments off the thing. Eight it's going years. to be, <sighs> be a slow, uh, painstaking release of whatever information is there, and it's going to amount to nothing, which I've been saying f- from the beginning that uh, I just didn't, uh, for whatever reason, feel that, uh, and I'm not, a, I'm not a Trump supporter. I did not vote for, uh, for uh, the president, and... Uh, that said, I just didn't think that there, there was much that was going to be that was going to come of this. And uh, now the people that really had invested themselves so strongly in that happening, um, there was I saw some stuff on Twitter of some. There were some people that were, uh, I, I believe it was Rachel Maddow, perhaps somebody was crying. One of these uh, journalists was actually had tears in her eyes. Um, we've had uh, different uh, journalists that are, you know, I think that Bill Maher said he he had a statement. He said, I don't care what it says he's still a traitor or stuff like that it's like i'm taking my ball and i'm going back home um mm-hmm. you know what, what has to happen now for the democrats is i think they just have to get over it and they've got to move on and, well i think that you move on and focus on on their whoever becomes the presidential nominee for the democrats and just needs to go forward yes and they need not to, look back yeah, move yeah. forward because i think they're going to sh- uh, shoot themselves in the foot if they focus on the past and trump because he will he, he and his campaign and the conservative news media will just destroy them yeah. on that i just that's again i'm no political analyst i quite frankly i don't know anything i know very little i'm not a smart man and uh, but it would seem that uh, they would really just almost hand it up for him, just yeah, just hand right. it over. Like here you go, yeah. wear a fucking shit show. Yes. You know, there's, you know. Oh, by the way, I didn't realize that Beto, Beto, Beto. We, we're never gonna. O'Rourke. Right. Yeah, I finally got his name right. No, no, no. I know who he is now. I know his name. Okay. I don't know who he is, but I know that uh, his his name is like Robert Francis O'Rourke. But he goes by Beto. But apparently, that is a nickname for Roberto. 
but it's Hispanic, but he's not Hispanic, not at all, but because of where he's from in Texas, that's a thing, and he's had this nickname since he was younger, so you've got the conservative news media and people like saying that he's co-opted that and he's running as that because of it, and apparently there's a picture of him when he was a little kid where, unless it was Photoshop, where it says Beto or Beto on his shirt when he was like two yeah know. it sounded like it was so, yeah he had from, right. from early early childhood on. <laughs> he said some weird shit this week i just heard a weird little clip of him and and uh is something about he was doing like this uh i i think it was sort of a uh impromptu uh completely uh, you know off the talking point sort of thing they asked him a question and he was talking something about um the supreme court and he had some crazy thing about uh, the idea that w- we would uh totally restructure the supreme court which you know it's like the, that's the kind of goofy shit that you, you, if you really want to, to if you really want somebody to get uh, get get elected, uh, you gotta <laughs> you gotta nip yeah. that stuff in the bud because that's the kind of shit that uh, that the Republicans are going to be able to run with in in a major way. And and between him and the uh, whatever her name is the woman from Minnesota, the uh, the the, uh, the the woman with uh, the Muslim woman from Minnesota, Oman or whatever her name is, they've got. A lot of problems with her, sounds like, and she's not running for president, but she's causing mm-hmm. a rift within the party. And then, uh, of course, uh, AOC, she's coming out with uh, a lot of things that she says that everybody's uh, like, oh my God, you know, depending on what that could be. Uh, and uh, I'm, I don't know exactly what those are, but I know she's getting a lot of press. And those things mm-hmm. tend to pull the party up into different directions. And I think that the only thing, and I, I'm going to go to political strategists, I've said this last time again, I'm just going to say if they really had their sh- shit in a group right now, what they would do is say um biden's the guy and just fucking move on because i think he's the only one with the with the ability to uh, actually to, to actually get it get her done so i don't know i heard a guy i uh I ha- yeah i have an idea um you know i uh, beto o'rourke he's he's roughly my age he yeah. is apparently a metallica fan i saw him there's a picture yeah. of him in a metallica t-shirt and i think he's been to concerts and whatnot and you know he was in a punk band too i think he was yes. a bass player in a punk band I don't know much about that but anyway um i don't know if you remember metallica had a t-shirt poster and it was metallica metal up your ass and there's a toilet bowl with a hand a fist holding a uh like a, a, a large knife out of there you know so that if you were sitting on the toilet bowl right it's like metal up your ass you know it's, so i'm thinking like maybe beto up your ass I you like know that. I, like that. I could do i i think i think <laughs> I should run his campaign. <laughs> People Man. would find it funny, right? They don't want their ass. Yeah. So stupid. Uh, uh, yeah, uh. So I just, yeah, it's 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 bizarre world. But uh, we're gonna have a few months of that. So yeah, it's time to it's time to shift gears. The uh, no new indictments. They they gotta move forward. I heard a guy that <laughs> down in New Orleans. It was uh, I don't even know what the reference was, but I, I heard him uh, looking at this somebody, this guy, and uh, it was a, there was this grungy coffee shop down the street, which uh, was uh, owned by uh, a guy from Iran. I know that because I heard him he was out he liked to sit there's tables outside and he liked to apparently he owned the place so that he could talk with people and talk politics and whatever about people and I think there was some sort of an outreach going on with this place uh, I think had something to do with with uh, maybe some sort of recovery uh, drug thing drug recovery because I heard him talking about meetings a couple times and it sounded like an AA or NA or some one of those kind of things um, but um, anyway um, he was talking with this with this dude and I heard him say he says you know he says uh, i don't lie he says but i certainly don't tell the truth (laughs) 
<laughs> I was like, well, there's politics where I don't lie, but I certainly don't tell the truth. <laughs> or, or something like that. But, uh, yeah. So, uh, speaking of uh, shifting gears, you know, like I told you, I would worked on uh, that 14-day shoot for the NYPD yeah, you'd get something pilot, like right? Yeah. And so, um and we ended up going on to the stage for a number of days. I don't know if it was like the, maybe like, not the very last day, but like the five or six days, maybe even seven days prior to that, we were on the stage. And uh, I would walk a lot. I ended up walking, one day I ended up walking 35,000 steps, um, 15 miles total. Wow. So if you, one loop around the entire stage, which is like, you know, squared off by like four blocks, was seven tenths of a mile mm -hmm. so i got to a point where i was just walking 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 I had a lot of down downtime it was you know my walkie-talkie was in range i was close i had my cell phone i just kept walking walking it was great and then uh i've been running a lot uh yesterday i did my first run using the nike run club app and i did a speed run with uh so they've got like nike run coaches Yes. So they walk you through the whole thing. Mm -hmm. yeah. It was actually pretty good because it, and I did intervals. So it was ended up being eight, actually eight one-minute intervals where you're running. Uh, it basically was telling you to run as not as fast as you can, but run, you know, it should look good, it should feel good, and at a 5K pace. Now, I don't know what my 5K pace is right now or what it will be. Right and and obviously, but it was a it was pretty good. It was it was helpful, and I'm gonna start using that more because I ran into the woman that inspired me to run is the woman that uh, was in her early 50s. She was the assistant prop master on my last job, and uh, I realized she was running the Boston Marathon for this charity. I wish I remembered the name of the charity, but uh, it was for abused women, and uh, and so she told me that she had not run you know, prior to like five years ago. And now she she's a run coach. I ran into her on, so she was on the TV show, The Village, that was on NBC, aired last uh, Tuesday, March 19th. Watched it, very emotional. Uh, if you like This Is Us, you might like it. It's a little over the top. Um, but if you're, if you're like a, a, you like gritty, like Breaking Bad, that kind of stuff, and you don't go in for this. But if you're married and you want to have a, then your wife likes that kind of stuff, then you watch it with your wife. Uh, but anyway, so I ran into Natalie, and uh, when I told Natalie how much I started running in the beginning, she's like, no, no, don't, don't do that. That's a You're going to hurt yourself. Yes. And she was telling me to make sure you, you know, okay, fine, you did six and a quarter, but go back down, go back down to four, and then work your way back up, and right. don't do it every day. I agree. So. And she's like, you're a certified, I, I'm a certified brand coach. And she was like concerned. And I was like, a good point. Okay. So, so yesterday there was a lot of in this thing, this 27 minute workout, there was a lot of, you know, w rest, stretching, breathing, bringing your heart rate down and not worrying about it. And it was just sort of don't focus on what tomorrow is, what it is, just in that moment, right? And so that's the whole reason that I wanted to run other than to stay in shape and be fit is like I want to embrace the thing that I fucking hate. I've always hated running. It's, it's just I think it's one of those things like for me personally as I get older, if I can do that, it's sort of mind over matter. Obviously the physicality because if you hurt yourself, you can't do it, right? It's, it's going to be tough. Yes. But... I kind of love it. Like I'm, I'm enjoying it. Like, and I don't want to stop. It's, it's almost addictive. 
you know, it's like, it is, it is, absolutely. you know, I shifted, I shifted from, and you know a lot about it. So, so I'm going to stick with this, uh, Nike run club app a little bit, you know, keep the watch going just to monitor the activities, but have the phone do the Nike run club. The Nike and, run club thing is really pretty. It's, there's a lot going on there. I think it's, it's a, it's a really great app. The only problem, that, that, I, the only problem I have with the fucking thing is that, uh, Nike being, uh, uh, well, they've tied in with with Apple, which is good. It works really well if you've got an Apple Watch. It, 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 I think right. I, I don't know how how it looks on on uh, on you know somebody using uh, something else. But um, the only problem I've got with it is it doesn't uh, doesn't sync or tie in with Strava, which is uh, oh yeah, right, right, yeah, yeah. Strava is kind of the lingua franca of uh, the running and biking world as far as uh, keeping track of right, that's right, that's yeah, kind of stuff. And it doesn't. It, there, there are some add-ons. I think. You can uh, probably find some work around apps that some people have designed right. that might right. might get that done, but it's kind of clunky. But yeah, well, well it's similar similar to um, you know to podcasts and energy drinks. It seems like the the health industry is a, is a very crowded space, right? And yes. you have like even like a, a company like Peloton, you know, with their you know how much are their bikes like twenty five hundred, and then you've got the you know the app and the monthly service and then you know there are these there's like this like class pass now which is like you can you can do it all over the country so you can let's say you love yoga and you could get a class pass and then you could go to different yoga studios and not be tied in to someone's monthly membership fees right and then it's like it benefits the local yoga studio to get new clients right Mm -hmm. and so they're doing a thing where they're doing actually you know, you can like a free account for whatever thirty days, and then or two weeks, and then you pay for it, and you can get these live classes, and it's interactive. And I think that's how Peloton works as well. Is if you have that bike and you use, you pay for the service. Yes. You know, like the spin cycle coach might call out your name and like give you know like directly live, right? Yeah. So, so there's that level, and so even though this guy's a virtual coach, the stuff is recorded. It's the same for everyone. I don't know any of that stuff. I've never run i did when i did a triathlon back in like 2010 i had you know i went to a tri coach but that was only for swimming right it wasn't like i you know i paid him you know whatever it was 50 60 dollars for like a 45 minute lesson or whatever it was and but you know it's expensive to have a a running coach or a tri coach unless they're your friend and can help you out right so so these apps are pretty good and and so you know, you, you see where it may land. Nike's got sneakers to sell, a lot of them, you know. So, um, but I think when you, you can actually put in the, the shoes, that you know, your running shoes that you got, and they have all brands, not just Nike, because they're not stupid. They realize that not every runner is going to use Nike. Yeah. Right? So, um, so that's kind of cool. And it actually says what kind of mileage, how many miles you want to do it. And when I put it in the Nike, it's at 300 because they probably rate that sneaker for 300 miles. Yeah, yeah. Right. Right. So it defaults. Right. I didn't check the other pair that I have, but, but it, it seems really cool. I, I uh, you know, and I'll probably, if I'm smart about the ones that I pick, I might, I probably won't burn myself out. And, and I haven't looked deep, but I, I'm sure that if I don't do the best time I've ever done in the 5K that I'm doing on April 27th, I probably will do better than I have been doing the last couple of years. Right. right? I was like, I think last year I was maybe just around 29. I was under 30. But there, were, I remember years ago, without having trained, I think I came in at around 25. 
Yeah. Which for me, that's pretty decent. But I, I even talked to a guy that ran in high school, a guy that I was working with. Uh, he was the prop truck driver, Anthony. And uh, he and he just did the half, uh, he did the New York half marathon, uh, I think last weekend. And he, uh, I think he said it took him like four hours. And then when he asked me, what, you know, what my average mile was, I was like, I was like yeah, anywhere between 8.30 and like, like 10 yeah. but closer usually it's closer to around nine he's like that's pretty good i'm like i don't know that it's good i mean i think it should be a lot better than that but i'm probably pushing myself a little bit too hard because sure, i'm more competitive sure. with myself and i should probably take it easier e- easy and not worry about that number yeah you know you know it, and and i was just gonna say it depends on what what you what you want out of uh, out of life and out of you know your fitness goals and stuff like that and you know for somebody to to go out and run a, a 5k at a, at a you know certain pace you know it's 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 all good no matter how fast you're doing it um you know i used to people would okay so when you run a 5k and i i um you would tell people what my methodology for it was uh, and uh, um Okay, so um, I, I think there's no no spot when you're running a 5K. A 5K is basically what I consider a shorter race as far as that type of thing. you got guys that are running halves and stuff like that. There's no spot. spot if People would always ask me, how do, you, how, do I run, how do I run one faster? How can I get fast? You know, I, just, I just had somebody asking me this this week, uh, and how can I run faster? And I was like, okay, well, you got to run faster to run faster, which is, you know, pretty obvious, but some people don't seem to get that. But... Um, when you're running a 5k if you want to run fast there's no spot no place during the whole 5k where you should be thinking to yourself i feel good it should hurt the whole fucking way <laughs> i mean it really should if you're going to mm-hmm. run it faster i mean you, you get you got to figure out how much you can how much hurt you can handle and get it to the edge of that and i would tell people okay mile one think of this mile one i would say i would try to get to mile one about being about two percent south of going anaerobic in other words if i went any faster two percent faster um, i would go from aerobic running to anaerobic when you cross over into the anaerobic stuff you're in a place where it's going to fall apart and you're you're not going to be able to continue so i would get to myself to the point at one mile where i knew I was about 2% south of, of becoming anaerobic and absolutely blowing up and losing it. Okay, at that point, I am in absolute fucking awful pain. <laughs> it is, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm worried about my breathing. I'm worried about my, uh, you know, the way I feel pretty much all over. I'm, I'm trying to run smoothly, but um, everything is, is um, you, you, I've got a mind fuck going on trying to figure out if I'm going to fall apart or not. I, I would mentally at that one mile point I would take my uh, I would try to breathe out a couple two three b- real strong breaths trying to get all of the all of the uh, bad air out basically I try to push out as as much uh, of the uh, of the bad stuff as possible relax for just a second and when I say relax I don't mean slow down but I would try to m- calm my 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 monkey brain a little bit right there at, at the one mile point and realize what pace I was on and try to stay at that pace for the second mile okay so whatever pace this is i'm not fucking slowing down i'm going to keep this pace during the second mile now during the second mile what is going on in my head is i'm trying to look around and i'm trying to find someone 
to race someone that's around me that I'm going to race and and there's and, and whoever that is I pick somebody out it might be in front of me or somebody that's beside me that I just absolutely mm-hmm. don't, don't mm-hmm. want to let go past me and as you get to, to into the second mile so your you're, you're second mile's done and you're approaching mile three you're, you're you're trying to pick somebody out to stay with or somebody that you want to catch and beat and that's going to make you go faster in the third mile and that and then, then when you mm-hmm. get to the to I, I do that yeah. without just intuitively I do that I kind of and I don't necessarily not the all the way through like i'm not actually i do push myself out of the gate a little bit harder than i like to when i'm doing a, a 5k and then and then i kind of like I, I don't slow it down into it's just i it depends on how i'm feeling and right around that time i'm usually finding some people male female that are around pacing similar to me and then at some point as i approach mile three that's when i really zero in on one person kind of have a sense of where they've been or for whatever reason and then i'm like all right and then i push myself and that's sort of they're my benchmark to beat them right 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 Right. or you know cross that finish line before them right and again it all hinges on how my mind and body are feeling at that point right and i I think i'm going to be in a better space this time around because if unless i stop running for the next three and a half four weeks and i don't think i will uh, I think I'm going to be in a much better place than I've ever been. Should be, yeah. at least mentally, probably physically as well. And you might you might lose some weight. You might be that skinny guy that you were talking about. <laughs> well, well, yesterday I was wearing I was wearing like some like you know uh, you know Puma like sweatpants like with a zipper at the bottom so you can kind of you know like take them off a little bit easier you know a pocket and whatever and they were kind of slimming and 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 i was wearing a yellow nike hoodie like a bright yellow nike hoodie with the nike swoosh on it and my ex-wife saw me and she just looked at me and she said are you okay i said yeah i'm, I'm okay she's like what do you weigh like 140 have you lost a lot of weight she saw me a week before i'm like no not at all now i don't think the thing that i was wearing was that slimming but i don't know if i've lost a little bit of weight in my face because sometimes it takes a while for it to reach my boobies and my, and my, my midsection you know uh a little thick there and then so i i weighed myself later it was like are you kidding me i'm at like 178 i was like four pounds heavier than when i started running you know it's like and i knew it wasn't right and i don't care about the number of what i weigh although that was way too much it really bothered me so you know for me it's it's i want to do well i want to do better than i've ever done and and ultimately i think my goal with running is um to be what i'm i'm 47 48 this year let's just say you're at least five years older than me i'm five foot seven you're four and just all is i basically i want to be i want to weigh less than my podcast co-host who's four who's older and four <laughs> inches taller than me and he's still eating crap and he still weighs less than me uh, yeah. I, gotta, I gotta get running though i, I really do I, I i uh yeah i discovered an app down there that was recommended i actually paid for an app which uh it was kind of weird but uh there's an app okay when you're walking around google maps uh, i'm i'm sorry google you got some work to do that that your app sucks there's there's no real uh good or i didn't think there was a good app for for that kind of stuff for okay walking directions because you can never tell when you're looking at the thing when you're walking around which direction you're actually facing everything looks fucked up and you walk around a corner and all of a sudden the map shifts and you realize you've 
been walking the wrong block, you know, wrong direction for two blocks, shit like that. It just, I, I think uh, they've got work to do. I hear they, they've got some stuff coming out that's going to improve that from, from uh, what I can tell. They've, uh, you're going to be able to hold your phone up and it's going to see, you can like take a, a video or, of what, what's ahead and it'll tell you kind of which direction to go, that sort of stuff, but that's, they're not there yet. Anyway, there's this app called Mapless that uh, is um, really, well, it's 299 but uh, it was it was worth it down there. You can tell exactly where you're going as far as, it's very simplistic. There's an arrow, you, you tell it where you're going. There's this big arrow and it just, you, you follow the arrow. It did and it works. It actually works. It tells you how far away you are, what time you're going to get there, at your walking pace, uh, that sort of stuff. And uh, it is uh, much easier than the turn-by-turn directions that uh, that uh, you, you, they, they try to give you on Google, but uh, three bucks, two ninety nine. But mapless, if you're if you're walking around, and you want something that works really well. I thought that was cool. I I, I got that as a recommendation. I thought, all right, let's, let's check it out. I just didn't want to get lost, but it worked well. So uh, yeah, but uh, yeah, you were talking about the. Uh, I was. Uh, I'm, I'm curious. No, okay, so you're talking about the bike thing, the Peloton thing. Um, mm-hmm. I was just I'm, I've been looking and I think the Peloton from what I've been able to tell that is a great product it works really well but like you said it's it's pretty expensive it's pretty pricey and I'm thinking somebody probably has to at some point make a different version of something very similar that's much less expensive I would guess because I don't know looking at the bike itself okay uh, Rogue Fitness are you familiar with Rogue Fitness um, mm, I feel like I've heard of it but I'm not sure actually okay so Rogue Fitness makes gear for for primarily uh, like gym gym level, it's it's good solid. You know, if you go into a gym and they've got um, like the the rowing machines, they've got a, a rowing machine that they make. Uh, they have uh, what they're I think probably what they're where they're killing it right now is they've uh, they've knocked off that Schwinn Aerodyne. Uh, bike thing and the crossfitters uh there's a i think it's called the rogue echo they've got a version of the schwinn aerodyne that uh is uh, from what i've heard and from what i've read is is made much better than the, the schwinn aerodyne and that has always been a, a tank those things are just incredible but i think those run probably uh i'm i think they're about 2500 bucks uh for a schwinn aerodyne um and these rogue echoes which they say are uh better uh, they're only 750 bucks somewhere in that range so I'm, I'm just thinking somebody with that peloton idea is going to come along and, and do this basically the same thing and it's just going to be you know one-third the cost but i haven't run into it yet i've been i've been kind of looking around trying to figure that out but i, I would like to i would like to get uh well mm-hmm. I've looked at the yeah i mean i'm seeing that the rogue echo by crossfit 750 bucks Schwinn Airdyne, here's one for a thousand. I mean, All I don't right. know what I'm looking at here. Yeah, I mean, Schwinn Airdyne, eight hundred ninety nine. Schwinn Fitness, free shipping. Uh, Assault Airbike Classic. I don't know who makes that. That's six ninety nine. So it looks like there is a. It's there are other brands out there, but I don't know how they compare. You know, yeah, the, right? Yeah, I mean, oh, holy you shit. know, I don't know how long they've been making this. I just I just checked. I forgot that Iowa was playing in uh, the second round of the uh, NCAA tournament. Uh, they were down twenty uh, some points, I think, at half to Tennessee. It is in overtime, and they are down now seventy. They're they're down seven in overtime, but they they went they came mm. back. They got they came, they came back. back. They came back. 
Yeah. Yeah. Syracuse got knocked out. Yeah. That's where I went to college. Yeah. That's right. So. All right. So mm. we got two two twenty six right now in overtime, and they're down seven. So maybe they can pop a couple threes. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah. I, you remember I was telling you I I started a new job. I start a new job tomorrow. Um. And before the show, school? I was telling you. So it's uh, I don't know exactly. It's the first time I've ever done this particular job. Um. I am. I will be driving the set decorator. So I will be driving a minivan, and I will be picking up this set decorator most likely in the morning before work and at the end of the day dropping her off, and in between I will be her driver. So whatever she needs. So if she needs to do shopping. So, you know, you have a production designer. The production designer would be the one that – so the locations department, well, obviously the director has an idea from the script what they're looking for, right, in that location, Mm -hmm. right? Uh, on a movie like on a tv show you know it's more than just the director because you have different directors for each episode but you may have the first episode director right so let's say they're looking for to tell the unbecoming of age story right and they're going to need to find oh john craig uh, he lives in redback new jersey in a pool house so they'll find pool houses or whatever you know let's say they're not building another studio or maybe they are building it in a studio right they'll get the exterior location all right now we're gonna have to match the inside so the production designer is going to be the one that will work with the creative the director and everyone to bring that you know and you might not use john craig's real studio it's like when mark Marin had his uh, you know podcast wtf and it became a tv series marin on ifc right we have to based on what that is and that's the production designer's job and then the set decorator is the one that is putting all of the elements in that space right right Right. and and then well she's not literally figuratively putting them in there there are set dressers that will carry those things and this and buyers and that and that so so she's sort of leading that so i kind of have a like a base idea of what the job is but i don't really know now she lives in westchester in larchmont new york which i believe leave is a good hour and 20 minutes away from me okay where i live here in red bank and i believe her hours are going to be rush hour hours so that's going to be tough i don't want to be in traffic for like an extra 45 minutes a day and have like four hours of traffic every day i don't know what kind of hours i'll be working but they won't be like uh production shoot hours the union hall told me i'll be on the job for three to four weeks i have no idea when the my boss texted me the information all he just told me was to you know show up in manhattan uh, at a particular time at 8 a.m tomorrow morning monday morning and uh, go to the production office and then i'll get the keys to the van and then from there i guess i'll meet the set decorator and you know fill, finish my start paperwork whatever and then the job could be longer and now there was someone from the department of transportation who needs to take my driver's license and all that info and they texted me that they were from the jack ryan from jack ryan so that's a tv series on amazon so uh, yeah, that's, the, I believe, John Krasinski. I think yes. I watched the first episode or started to watch the first episode. I saw the whole first season. It's good. It was pretty good. Is it good? Yeah. You know, it's, it's yeah. the, you know, yeah, got yeah. a little bit formulaic, but, you know, it's good. I have I don't know how many episodes. How many episodes, you know? Uh, there were probably, first season, I would guess there were, I'm thinking, eight or nine, somewhere in that range. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. I'll take a look. I'll go on Amazon, but it, it doesn't really matter. I can't control what it is. Uh, my, my, my goal and hope is that I, if I get on one of these jobs is that I get on a job kind of long term, you know, like I would love to get on like on a network TV series for 22 episodes. Yeah. 
because that, that's a fair amount of work. But so so far, I've worked. You know, I worked from January, all of January, and the first week of February did not work for four weeks, and then I worked three weeks, and now I expect to work at least another three weeks. So so far, it's a good it's a good way to go. But the hours still kill me. Well, let's uh, so get Kaczynski yeah. on the show. Is that his name, Kaczynski? Krasinski, John Krasinski. Okay. Can you get him on That's the show? That's the guy. The guy from the office. Can I get him on this show? Yeah. You're going to have to ask the uh, the new gay black John Craig for that. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is our show. Let's let Mr. Big Voice take us out. Thanks for listening, and we hope you enjoyed Unbecoming of Age. Bonus content at unbecomingofage.com. Subscribe on iTunes or your favorite podcatcher. Find us on social media at Unbecoming of Age. And sometimes when we talk.